and welcome to today's episode of the Nostalgia Hunters Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Dayton. And today, we're talking about a game that I found out that I actually really enjoy. Battletoads. Uh, yes, the hardest two-player game in history. Eh, it wasn't that hard for me. I didn't beat it, but that's because I was actually busy enjoying the game. <laughs> it is an enjoyable game, I'll give you that, but... It's it's hard, and I remember playing this back when I was a kid, and even playing with two players, some parts get a bit difficult, and you can even set it up so you're supposed to play co-op, but you can set it up to where you can beat each other up as well. Yeah, I I've heard that um uh, it's a pretty um pretty good game to end friendships. Yes. It is. If you want to end a friendship, play Battletoads with the person you hate. Yeah, but, you know, I was playing the, you know, NES version of the game, and for a NES game released in 1991, it's hella good. Yeah, it is. Um, Rare did a really good job with this game, so... Oh, yeah, no, it, it doesn't even look like a NES game. It looks extremely good. All right, so we have a few questions we're good, we've decided to ask each other about the game. Um, yeah, these were uh, sent in by uh, viewers of ours, and, um, I, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll read them off. How about that, all right? Okay. All right, so the first question is, like, in our opinion, what would be the most innovative or ambitious level or moment from the game. And in my opinion, the whole last game was ambitious. There was so much in the game, so much, that it's hard to actually pick and choose between the levels. And, you know, I really couldn't tell you, like, if there was a specific level or not, because they all seemed real good, they all seemed real different, they all seemed really hard to make. Yeah, I agree. It is. It was a really ambitious undertaking to put on, uh, put on the NES. I mean, it doesn't even look like anything else that has been put up for the NES. Oh yeah, no. There's not been a game like it since. Like again, like it looks like an SNES game on the NES. Yeah, or 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 something that came out for like the Sega Genesis or something. Exactly, and. Our, our second um uh, <clears throat> our our second um uh, question would be uh, how how um uh, how Battletoads were designed you know to capitalize and rival the Ninja Turtles based off looks and attitude attitude alone who do we find them more ra- rad well seeing as the um, a teenage mutant Ninja Turtles are made from radioactive waste, and rad stands for radiation. I have to say that the Ninja Turtles are pretty rad because they're radioactive as hell, and also they survived longer, and I actually grew up with the Ninja Turtles. I didn't grow up with Battletoads. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the Ninja Turtles had a far better, you know, backstory than than uh, Battletoads. Battletoads is just like, here, you're fighting Toad. Ninja Turtles had, you know, they were... Turtles mutated by radioactive waste and learned the arts of a ninja from a rat who was who was created with the radioactive waste and Jimmy. yeah. And 
Our third question would be, doesn't it suck that Rare peaked in 1991? Now, I have to disagree there. There were good games released after Battletoads. If I'm remembering correctly, Conker's Bad Fur Day and the Banjo-Kazooie games came on after, and I enjoyed them a lot more than Battletoads. Like, I love Battletoads. It was a fun-ass game. But it will never, ever come close to fucking Banjo-Kazooie in my mind. And also, even today, while they're only working on Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves is a good-ass game. Real fun. If you have friends and like to yar-har around in the open ocean. But, like, they didn't peak. They got bought by Microsoft, which was the death nail in their coffin. Yeah, it... Could have been worse. Because, like, while Battletoads is a good game, better than the games before it, and better than a few games after it, cough, cough, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it, it wasn't a peak. No, nowhere close to a peak. It, they did, they, they didn't peak, they got bought out by Microsoft, and you, now you've got kind of some mediocre games that are coming out, I mean, but back in the 90s, I think Rare was, did pretty good for themselves, starting with Battletoads, and then kind of moving on from there, from the other games for other systems. Banjo-Kazooie is one of those games I absolutely love to play. Yeah, no, it's like, one, it's one of those rare, ha <laughs> funny, funny, um, but it's like one of those rare games that, like, you can keep playing after you've beaten it multiple times because it's just so damn fun. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like playing um, uh, Naughty Dog's early stuff. Like, um, da -da 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 -da. let me think. Um, uh, um, God, I can't think of it. Uh, uh, um, I know. I, uh, um, Crash Bandicoot. I was waiting for Crash Bandicoot. I was like... Hmm, where is he going to find it? Where is he? I was, I want, I was about to say, like, I was like, hmm, when is he going to realize that it's Crash Bandicoot that he's thinking of? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't played Crash Bandicoot, like, at all. And that's, like, that's one of the games that I should add to my want list for the PS1, but I just haven't. Well, yeah, you um, I just, I think... Earlier this, beginning of this year, I just, I got, I had my, well, pretty much right when current hit towards the end, towards of last year, I actually got a PS4, and one of the few games I got for it was, um, one of the, uh, god, now I can't remember because I haven't played it before, I haven't played it in a while, but, um, it, it was a game, but at the end of the game, it, it was made by Naughty Dog, it was, um, and, um, I can't remember. God, I am drawing a blank. I am old. My memory's going. Um, anyway, but, at, uh, because it was made by Naughty Dog, they threw in a Crash Bandicoot reference at the beginning and at the end. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't played Crash Bandicoot, like, at all. And that's, like, that's one of the games that I should add to my want list for the PS1, but I just haven't. Yeah, you really should at least get um, 
Crash Bandicoot for the P for PS One is a really good game. Um, I know they just released a new Crash Bandicoot uh, uh, already, which um, I've seen people play on YouTube, which which looks really fun. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, but let's move on to the next question. Uh, the next one would be: What are the highs and lows of the game? What gameplay did we like? and dislike like examples are the racing sequences beat-em-up sections platforming on all that I, I do gotta say my favorites were the beat-em-up sections I um I hated the uh, racing sections I love the beat-em-up sections and the platformers were good um, but the racing sections are a are the scourge of my existence in that game I mean, I even played the game with cheats on, just to see how far I could get, and I got to the race, first racing section, and I'm like, okay, this should be good, I crashed into a wall. Okay, I tried again, crashed into a wall. I was tired of crashing into a wall, so I gave up. Yeah, I got, I got past the, uh, I got past some of the racing segments, I don't know how many there were, because I didn't beat the game, but I have a feeling that I was about 80% done. It, it, it was doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, I like the beat em up sections the most. Uh, it, it, they're real fun. Um, probably next, uh, honestly, nah, it was just the beat em up sections that I really liked. Yeah, I, like I said, I played the game with cheat codes, and I found out if you put a certain cheat code in that you either, if you don't punch the enemy in the beat em up sections, you are frozen forever until you restart the game and the enemy just kicks you. I don't remember what we were talking about, so let's just move on to question six. All right, boys. So, what we got here is, what's up with the animation of the Battletoads when they climb up the snakes? Yeah, that was a little weird with the animation on that one. What I'm, what I, what I think is probably the issue is that Inside of the NES, you know, you can have only so many characters, only so many bytes used. And I really think that the animation was just kind of fucky due to that. Yeah, I agreed with that. It does. They, I think they just kind of were like, well, we got, um, uh, let's just throw this type of animation in and call it done. Yeah, it's probably just done because, you know, like, just to save up limitations and not have to make a whole new thing and all that. Yeah. And question number seven. Uh, what are our thoughts on the race level? Well, we already gave those. It was shit. But you know, some things that I've learned about Battletoads is that it's a fun game. It's a good game. It's a pretty decent game. And it's a game that anyone can play. Unlike its animated series intended to, you know, rival the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that kind of, that was... Well, the whole idea of the Battletoads was to create kind of like a, an entire franchise that would compete with the Ninja Turtles. There was the, the game, of course, and then the animated series, short-lived animated series. And there's supposed to be action figures that kids could buy and... Or, I should say, parents can be... Coerced or begged into buying for their kids. 
if I'm remembering, there was like only like one episode of Battletoads ever anyways. And according to people, it was probably one of the worst TV shows ever made. Yeah, uh, from what I heard, it, it, it wasn't that good at all. It was just an absolutely horrible um, pilot. And it aired. I, I mean, I've seen some really bad cartoons that come out of the '90s, and uh, you know, over the years. But Battletoads, I remember maybe seeing briefly and going, "What the hell is this?" Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, some funny things have come out of stuff like this and all that. Uh, one of the funnier things to come out of Battletoads is if y'all, if you, if if any of y'all younger viewers can remember. This man probably doesn't even know what a 4chan is, but like back on 4chan, um, like a mass prank was organized and uh, basically callers would repeatedly ask if they um uh, if they sold Battletoads. <laughs> that sounds absolutely hilarious. If the hello, yeah, do you sell Battletoads? <laughs> Oh yeah, nah. It uh, it it drove um, uh, Rick Harrison, the star of the show of Pawn Stars, um, uh, just to just to uh, repeatedly swear and yell at callers. <laughs> Part of me kind of wants to like live on podcast, um, call up Rick Harris on uh, at his pawn shop, see if uh, see if they sell ba Battletoads, <laughs> see see if we can bring back some Battletoads PTSD. Yeah. There was uh, supposed to be another, uh, there was actually supposed to be another thing, to, another kind of character game that was supposed to rival the Ninja Turtles at the time, but it was packaged in one of the most shittiest shovelwares for the NES ever created that came out to the U.S. Action 52. Oh, dear Lord. No. No. Don't bring back memories, man. <laughs> Yes, good old shovelware for the NES. I mean, Japan had a lot of them that came out, you know, the 65 and 1 and the 200 and 1 and whatnot, but the U.S. had Action 52. And within that game was Cheetah Men. And then they made a basic cartridge for an actual sequel to Cheetah Men called Cheetah Men 2. Was it just that popular? No, I don't know what it was, but I don't even know why it was. But it was supposed to be kind of like what Battletoads was trying to do to Ninja Turtles. It was supposed to rival the Ninja Turtles. Because there were talks again with action figures for it and an actual animated series for it. You know, there's um, a, there's a difference between Japanese shovelware for the NES and all the older consoles and American shovelware. On American shovelware, they're all shit games. When it comes to Japanese shovelware, it's all hidden gems. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you, I mean, I've, I've actually seen some of the games that you find on the Japanese shovelware. And it, 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 it is like all the parts to like uh, Ad Hudson's Ad Adventure Island and some really good games, and then you get Action Fifty Two, and you get crappy-looking space shooters. And then you get Tengen's Clax, as I fucking pull it out of my collection. 
this ugly black NES cartridge just doesn't fit in. Yeah, plus, and then, of course, if we're, if we're going to talk about things that, that, that came out for the NES that weren't really that good, we could always talk about um, the unlicensed cartridges that came out, like the Bible games. For, by, a by a company that used to be called Color Dreams, but then they changed their name to Wisdom Tree. Oh yeah, Wisdom Tree. I know what you're talking about now. They were very popular in my church. <laughs> yes, old old NES games for the for that were that were basically Bible based. A lot of games were like that. That's extremely weird. Now that I remember it, there's so many Bible games for the NES. I know, and 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 most of them are nothing more than nothing more than here. Do this and answer a question about the Bible, and then do this and then answer a question about the Bible. Except for I think Noah's Ark, where you had to pick up all the animals and you had to put them into the ark. I mean, I think eventually our church, um, uh, because we had an NES actually at the church, because that was the reward for the little kids. Like, mind you, this is the time when like. The Wii U was new, so like they could have gotten like a GameCube for like ten bucks, but um, on the NES, like after a while, they just gave up with the uh, church games because those cartridges ended up failing for them and like just stopped working. And they're like, "All right, if you can do this well on like a test, because it, it was it was a Sunday school, they'd test us on the Bible." They'd let us play, I think, like, ten minutes of Super Mario Brothers, and that was it. <laughs> Here, you did really well. Uh, you did really well memorizing 15 scriptures from the Bible. Here, play five minutes of Super Mario Brothers. That's exactly what it was. We'd, we'd, uh, we'd like, memorize, like, like, five or six scriptures, and then we'd have to either write them down word for word to memorize them more, or take like a 10 page test and like you get like a small reward of either like you can play some video games or you get like you, like you know those like little like fruit juices inside the little like barrel shaped cups you get one of those or like you get like a bag of animal crackers and that was fucking it like goddamn, you just put me through like a day's worth of work and you gave me less money than like someone than a dead man, really. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, hey, at least you had something like that. The church that, um, the church that I went to when I was married to my ex-wife, the kids didn't—they didn't even have that. Video games were kind of a no-no. What the hell was your church? Was it a Catholic church? Pentecostal church. A uh, what? Pentecostal church. I don't know what kind of Joel Olstein BS that is, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like how we went from Battletoads to religion. That's lovely. So let, let, let's, let's bring it around to some politics here. <laughs> yeah, I know. We went from... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what did you think of the game? Well, the game... It's, it's, it's like an 8.5 out of 10. Um, if I have to say, like, like as in the past, when that game came out, like, if that game came out, like, a few years before on the NES, 
not in 91. It'd be a 10 out of 10. It'd probably be one of the best games on the NES selling because, you know, the fact that it's the best looking game on the NES. But nowadays, I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10. Like, it's a fun game. If you have it, you have an NES, or um, uh, if you do the one thing that Nintendo does but says you can't, um, well, you can have some good fun for a minute until Nintendo comes and sues your ass for emulation. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta... Battletoads is a good game. I mean, back in the day, I'd give it a 10 because it is a fun game, and it's, I mean, for something that came out for the NES with that kind of graphics, that, uh, the, you know, compared to what came out before that, it's it's a great game. Nowadays, maybe an 8.5, maybe a 9, but still, it is a good game. Oh, yeah, like, some of the stuff that they do on these older systems is very amazing, like, there's a tech demo out there for the uh, Commodore 64 that came out a few years back, Wireframe... 3D. Nice. <laughs> Wireframe 3D on a Commodore 64. 3D graphics on the Commodore 64. That's, yeah. Like, some of the stuff people can do on these systems nowadays, like, because, like, back in the day, this was still possible. Today, it's possible because it was possible back then. The only reason why we could do it now and they couldn't is because back in the day... They had 10, 15 years on that computer. Today, we have 30, 40 years on that computer, and we know everything about it down to literally every single one and zero. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we, we knew somewhat about the computer when I came out, but nowadays you get people that know how to take it apart, rebuild it, make it look better, and even, even make it run better and do things that you couldn't even dream about doing when the Commodore 64 back in, like, the 80s. Yeah, because, like, while, like, it's it's still original hardware that does this. It's just, like, nothing has changed other than the fact that we learned exactly what the Commodore can and can't do. And then we told it, nah, go to 11. Don't stop at 10. <laughs> yeah, let's push, let's push the, what, let's push, see how far we can push the limitations oh, of the yeah, Commodore 64. It's like I'm a. It's like a Sega CD when I'm like, the early 3D games are coming out, like for um, uh, the Sega Genesis. Those were impressive. That's a th like there were 3D-ish games on the um, uh, Sega Genesis through a fucking CD player or a 32X. Oh, don't get me on a 32X. That ha that was wasted potential right there. Oh yeah, no like. A part of me, like, since I do programming sometimes, I wanted to make Minecraft for the 32X. <laughs> that would be interesting. It, it, it wouldn't go through because I'm, uh, with the stuff that Minecraft required and the fact that it's 32-bit, I'd be lucky to get kind of wireframe with my skills. But if someone can do it on a Game Boy Advance... You can do it on a 32X Sega CD combination. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Or hell, put a Minecraft on like a Game Boy Color. Oh dear, that that might be impossible. But, you know, we've gone on for a minute. Podcast wasn't too long. Wasn't too short. And you know, 
all that matters is that we did good, right? Yeah. So, what I gotta say is, thank you all so much for watching, and hopefully we can see you guys next Wednesday. Yep, I'm Paul. And I'm Dayton. Peace out. See you next week.